0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the podcast to fall asleep to. I'm your host, Jimmy Joe, and I am here to talk about things that are unimportant and uninteresting until you fall asleep. I think I am going to be talking about food in this episode Because I am hungry and I just stepped outside to check the mail and one of my neighbors I think is probably uh, grilling something based on the smell. It smelled delicious. I'm gonna get... I'm gonna... I'll probably make... I'm not gonna go out. I'll make dinner after I record this. But I'll wish I was eating whatever that neighbor is cooking because it smelled really good. But food, food is great, it's important uh, every day, and it's good to have uh, good food, good for you food as well. Man, I'm super sleepy, I'm yawning like crazy right now. Um, and I just poured myself a cup, of, a glass of water, but it's actually cold, so it's not good for my throat, I don't think, while I'm recording this, but whatevs. I'm just trying to burn through this one um, so I can eat dinner. Which might be a sandwich tonight. I, uh, I have this uh, this like thin sliced beef stuff. Uh, it's pretty good, so I think I'm going to probably just pan fry a couple of those. The, the bread I have right now is... Actually, I think I have good bread in the freezer. The bread that I have thawed right now is a little thick. Um, it's just sliced like wheat bread, but I don't something about it, it's a little thick and it doesn't, uh, doesn't take to sauces that well, so it's hard to make a good sandwich with it without it tasting kind of dry. Um, so, uh, I was going to say I might just do this open-faced, but actually I think I have good bread in my freezer, so I might just pull that out and toast up a couple slices of that. I actually don't have a, uh, toaster, um, but I do have a toaster oven, which is great for toast and other things. I'm like thinking about food now and I'm like mentally just like rushing, I guess, but I need to take it back. Slow down. So we're, uh, we're not about rushing on this podcast. We're about taking it easy. Taking that train to sleepy town. If you're like in bed but feeling at all hungry, don't listen to this episode. Listen to a different episode. It's my suggestion. Do whatever you want, but that's just my suggestion. Yes, yeah, so I think I'm going to have a sandwich after this. Maybe some soup. Soup and sandwich That's a good uh, It's a nice meal I don't know what kind of soup I don't know what kind of soup I have right now Or what kind of stuff I have to make soup I'll have to look In my kitchen So uh Okay Let's Let's talk about food I live in Los Angeles, so there are many delicious types of food available to me, Uh, while any kind of Mexican food is great, Um, tacos, burritos, quesadillas, tortas, pozole, menudo, Enchiladas, tamales, horchata, Jamaica. Yeah, it's all pretty good. A friend of mine uh, looks like we'll soon be moving to San Diego. They have very delicious California burritos Which is a burrito With french fries in it It's pretty good There used to be a taco truck Outside of a bar In Silver Lake That um, that I used to go to I used to go to the bar But uh, the truck Did pretty good California burritos uh, now there's a different truck that's usually there, and they don't they don't do that it's still good, but it's just not California burritos but in San Diego, I'm sure my friend, if and when he moves there, which is probably going to be next month um he'll have some great California burritos. I think in San Francisco they do mission burritos, which is a a distinct kind of burrito. I don't remember what makes a mission burrito. A mission burrito. It's like beans and rice and pico de gallo, I think. I don't know. I think the rice is the main thing That makes a mission burrito What it is I don't know San Francisco anyway What else do we have here in LA? Oh great Korean food Of course Koreatown Uh, It's You know Home to a lot of Authentic Korean stuff, including food. Great food in Chinatown. There's a boba place in Chinatown I like to go to that also has uh, popcorn chicken. It's pretty good. Very close. It's super easy to get to from my house. So, it's good. But also, I think a large part of the reason I go there is uh, convenience. And they're open pretty late, so... I can usually, if I want to go late at night, I can go and not have trouble parking or anything and just go in, get some boba, chicken if I want it, and get out. I'm making myself want to do that tonight, but I shouldn't. I should just make that sandwich, which I'm probably going to make later. Pretty good Thai food in L.A. I got a friend who lives in Thai town. And, uh, it's pretty good Thai restaurants around her. Uh, I don't remember what I was talking about. Um, okay, so let's... Uh, yeah, let's keep talking food. There's something I've been haven't made for a while but I might make one soon. It's um it's called tortilla or Spanish omelet. Uh let's talk about making one of those. So, when I make it I like to use uh um I like to put onion in it also, which I believe in Spanish should be tortilla con cebolla. You you must forgive me, my Spanish is not good. Um but it's tortilla with onion, Spanish omelet with onion. Because I guess traditionally it wouldn't have the onion. But so, uh, so what I like to do, I, I usually use a ratio of like, um, well, the main ingredients are potato, egg, and onion. I'm trying to remember the, I'd I'd say it's like four eggs per potato, half an onion per potato. That might be a little too oniony actually, but. Anyway, what I like to do is uh, I like to uh, wash the potatoes and then slice them very thin in a mandolin, a mandolin slicer. And then uh, you cook them in the skillet in olive oil. And I'll also slice the onion very thin too. Um, Very, very, very thin. Uh, and so, what I like to do is, uh, you can salt the potato when you do it. So you salt, and put put the pan on the stove top, turn it on low because you're using olive oil, which has a, a relatively low flash point, so you don't want it to smoke or burn. So you put that on there, a uh, little salt. Put the potato slices in in a single layer and cook and then top it with onion and just cook it low uh, not till they're really cooked but just till they're sort of soft um, and you can flip them while you do it uh, And then when you finish a layer you well, I um, have a strainer over a bowl and I'll put them in the strainer so that the excess olive oil can drip off of them. Uh, and I just let them sit there, and then I just keep doing it until I have as much potato cooked as I want. So it's a rather, uh, it's it's sort of a long process. It's not a quick dish to make, um, but it's pretty good. Uh, yeah. So I uh, so I'll do that, and I'll have the potatoes straining while I cook the rest of the potatoes and the onions and I'm salting them as I go um, and then uh, once I have all of them cooked up that I want I'll uh, crack open the eggs uh, mix them together mix them together with the potato make sure I got enough olive oil in the pan and then just pour it all in there baby so it's you know pretty thick usually and uh, cook it nice and slow Just make sure it gets all cooked. Um, When I flip it, I use the cutting board method, which if you're unfamiliar is to put a cutting board uh, on top of the pan um, and uh, get some oven mitts, hold them together on each side. Uh, Good thing to keep in mind when you do it is Best I find, at least, I think it's safer to flip away from you. So when you're holding it, you should have your thumbs on the bottom of it and your fingers on top. I don't know what that was. Maybe the ice maker in the fridge, the freezer. Maybe that's just a plane. I don't know. I don't know if you can hear that coming in the microphone. I can hear it in my house. Anyway, so your thumb's on bottom, you flip it, uh, and make sure it's, you know, cooked enough before you do it, and then you and you can take the pan off and slide the, the omelet from the cutting board onto the, onto the pan, so that way you can, fl- it's easier to flip without breaking it, and you just let it cook all the rest of the way through, and, uh, you got yourself a stew going Now you have yourself a tortilla con cebolla Um It's pretty good It's good hot Good cold Probably eat it within like a day Cause you know it's egg Whatever Uh It's good It's good Vegetarian dish to share with friends Or enemies, if you want to share food with your enemies for some reason. Um, I like to put a little hot sauce on it, personally. I put hot sauce on a lot of things. I actually, uh, when I was young, I would eat a lot of uh, Korean food. Um, I'm half Korean, and I I really liked uh, Korean spicy hot red pepper paste. Um, It's called gochujang. And I would put a lot of it on my food. I, I might have mentioned this on the podcast before. I feel like I have. Uh, but I put lots of it on my food. Um, and there was a restaurant we would often go to, and I really liked They did a hot pot bibimbap that was pretty good, and I would get that and order a side, an extra side of gochujang and just dump the whole thing on it. And the uh, servers, the first time I did it, were kind of scared because they thought that I was going to you know, um, wouldn't be able to eat it and would be upset or whatever because I was just a kid. But uh, no, I ate, it. I ate the whole thing and that surprised them. But it was delicious. I did develop heartburn uh, at a very young age, probably because I ate so many spicy foods and was constantly pushing my body too hard. But, uh, you know, sometimes that happens. try to be careful now with uh, the kinds of foods that I with how I spice my foods at least speaking of spicing my foods man I'm hungry Uh, so hungry um So thinking about food stuff is making me hungry and it's making me distracted and it's hard for me to keep talking about it. So I am going to uh, do some legal stuff because it seems that everyone everyone loves slash hates that. So uh, I'm going to read um, from a case, uh, Hadley versus Baxendale. This is retrieved. I'm recording this on Friday, December 15th, uh, right now, seven twelve p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Fuck. Um, and I am retrieving this from www.kentlaw.edu slash faculty slash eHarris slash classes slash contracts slash interactive slash Hadley slash Hadley... Underscore V underscore baxendale dot htm. So I'm just going to read this uh, probably to close us out here. So Hadley V baxendale in the court of exchaker 1854. Uh nine EXCH. I don't know what that's an abbreviation for. Perhaps for X which I don't know what that is, or if that's a place or what. Uh 341. Ellipsis. At the trial before Compton J ellipsis. It appeared that the plaintiffs carried on an extensive business as millers at uh, Gloucester, I believe that is pronounced. And then on the 11th of May, their mill was stopped by a breakage of the crankshaft by which the mill was worked. The steam engine was manufactured by Messrs. Joyce and Company, the engineers at Greenwich and it became necessary to send the shaft as a pattern for a new one to Greenwich. I believe this is America, but I don't know why they referred to them as messieurs. Messieurs. Uh, The fracture was discovered on the 12th, and on the 13th, the plaintiff sent one of their servants to the office of the defendants, who are well-known carriers trading under the name of Pickford & Co. for the purpose of having the shaft carried to Greenwich. The plaintiff's servant told the clerk that the mill was stopped and that the shaft must be sent immediately. And in answer to the inquiry when the shaft would be taken, the answer was that if it was set up by 12 o'clock any day, it would be delivered at Greenwich on the following day. Now this is starting to sound kind of like some high school gossip here. I like this. I might I might just tease the rest of this paragraph and then this might be next week's episode. I think I'm gonna do that. But like the plaintiffs servant told the clerk that the mill was stopped. Da-da-da-da-da. And then Coach Snelling totally hit him over the head with a clipboard. Coach Nelling never did that, that I know of. Um, anyway, yeah, where the fuck was I? I love this. On the following day, the shaft was taken by the defendants before noon for the purpose of being conveyed to Greenwich in the sum of 21, 4S. I don't know what that means. 4 shillings, I don't know. Uh, was paid for its carriage for the whole distance. At the same time, the defendant's clerk was told that a special entry, if required, would be made to hasten its delivery. The delivery of the shaft at Greenwich was delayed by some neglect, and the consequence was that the plaintiffs did not receive the new shaft for several days after they would otherwise have done, and the working of their mill was thereby delayed, and they thereby lost the profits they would otherwise have received. Oh yeah, this is fucking gold. Uh, This is going to be next week's episode. So, um... If you like what you heard, first of all, that means you're awake, so I'm sorry about that. Uh just listen to the episode again or listen to a different episode. Go to sleep. Uh maybe some food actually will help you sleep. Or maybe not. I don't know. You probably know your body better than I do. But um uh but if you like that, tune in next week because I feel like this case is going to be a doozy. Uh in the meantime, um Thanks for listening, as always. uh, Let's see, when I'm releasing this, it'll be holiday season. It's holiday season now, actually. Uh, So, happy holidays. Uh, Get some sleep. Um, Actually, yeah. Yeah, get some sleep. Uh, and have a have a great day tomorrow have happy holidays and we'll see you next week good night